ahead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. We were having some discussion on Discord the other night, and one of those revelation moments about gaming that might make it a little easier for people who worry about what players do, something of which you shouldn't really worry about. I mean, if you know your players, you know you know your players, so you can predict with a little bit of accuracy what they do, what their characters would do anyway. But if it's a new group, yeah, I can understand how you worry about it. So I'm here to tell you don't. I'm here to tell you not to worry so much about the players. Worry about your NPCs and the adventure to a certain point. And, you know, it's hard to predict what people will do. I'm not talking about just players, what people will do. So... If you want to think about that, that's fine, but don't let it really interfere with preparation for the game or creating creating the game or prepping the game. I mean, you've got to do your end, yes. You've got to realize that at the table, this is where the game comes together. So with that in the back of your mind, here's something you can think about when you're prepping a game. And I'll tell you more about that after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, you've got a new group, or you've got an old group. Let's say you have a new group. Never played with these people before, so you don't know what they're going to do. The reason I say new group, because you can use this with an established group, but it's a little easier, that's all. Because you, if you play for these guys for a few sessions, you pretty much, you know, kind of feel, you've, you've already felt them out and see, you know, who do you think was going to take what bait? Who do you think is going to react this way to that and the other? And also their characters. I mean, you should take into consideration the player and the character because what even though people would like to not admit it i would like to not admit it that your personality as a person seeps into your character it happens so with that in mind if you know the people who are playing and you know what kind of characters they have and you've watched them for a few sessions, you can pretty much, uh, in a general way, figure out how they're going to react. Circumstances being what they are. Okay, that's out of the way. Say you have some players, new players, and you've got this bad guy who has a master plan. He wants to do this. Now, what I'm saying is, how intelligent do you want your bad guy to be, your adversary to be? And my answer to that is just smart enough so that the adventure can happen. And what I mean about that is I see game masters, especially new game masters, worry too much about what the players are going to do. 
And this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you know your players, you can predict it somewhat, but it's not a guarantee. And if you have new players, all bets are off, you know. So what you have to do is play... Plan it like you would plan it normally. In other words, if you're a new GM or if you're starting a new campaign, with and once again, if you have people you've already dealt with, you can predict them. But if you have new players and stuff, do what you're going to do. I, I, people drive themselves crazy going, okay, if the players do this, he'll do that. If the players do this, he'll do that. Most, a lot of bad guys don't have that kind of preparation. Here's something about people. And I'm not talking about gamers. I'm talking about people. When people have a plan, everybody wants to be Batman. Everybody wants to be crazy prepared for contingencies on contingencies on contingencies. And that's real nice in comics, but that's well nigh impossible in real life. I mean, you know, the series Mission Impossible, they were built on that. But they were flexible enough to, if, some, if one of the part of the plan goes wrong, they've had an experience where they can get it back on track. Now, I'm not talking about railroad. I'm talking about if players do something you don't expect them to. Don't take it personal is what I'm saying. Remember, you're the quote-unquote judge. You're the narrator. You're the one who puts the plans and they put the plan you you all put the plan in motion but you're the one who has to react to the players and so if you're gonna drop contingency after contingency after contingency that's fine but don't expect them to all play out and here's a trick to deal with that frustration because think of your villain is he smart enough to see the flaws in his plan. Even even a Nobel Peace Prize intellect could miss something. Could the, I, I read an article a long time ago about why brilliant people do stupid things. It's because of personality and emotion. If you have a bad guy who's super smart, he'll figure out every contingency he can. But if he's wise, if he's also very wise, he will know that things will go wrong. And every contingency can fall apart, so he has to learn to be flexible. A lot of bad guys aren't like that. You know, you got some kind of warlord who wants to conquer this kingdom. Okay, uh, I got a brilliant plan. We're going to subvert them from the inside with these spies and agent provocateurs and all this other stuff. And then when the time is right, I can storm the walls and da-da-da-da-da. Well, there's a million things that can go wrong with that plan. And he may have thought of he may have thought of problem number one through fifty. But the players or whoever will pull problem number fifty-one. And what I would do is play the villain accordingly. If they, if they, it's one of those things where if the players and the, the characters come up with a brilliant plan, let them have it. Let them do it. I mean, if, yeah, you can throw a few, you can throw a few dice rolls in there just to make it legit. But on the whole, I would let them do it. Now, the degree of what, of uh, the degree of success they have, that is negotiable as far as I'm concerned. 
and it depends on the die rolls. If they have a maybe a blown die roll here or there, you might be able to gloss over it or say it didn't work as you know as as you didn't cover as wide an area as you did, but it worked. So that's that's degrees of success is good in that case, and the villain will react that way. I've seen a lot of adversaries where they are guilty of, as Spock put it in Wrath of Khan, Khan is is a two-dimensional thinker. They don't think of that third possibility. So, you have a villain, and he's got this plan, and he executes his plan, but something goes wrong that he did not foresee. Now, like I said, you only only play the villain as smart as he is for the adventure and what i i mean he could be he could be like i said he could be a genius and still have something go wrong so when they do something you don't expect just think about the villain think how he feels so don't take it on you take it on it's not them i'm saying what i'm saying is it's not them besting you as a GM. It's not a GM versus player scenario. It's them screwing up the villain's plans and besting him. It's it's like when you always say that the players don't hate the GM, hate the hate the NPCs or whatever. Because remember, I mean, you know, it doesn't help that there's some GMs that really take a yeah, enjoyment out of watching players fail. I mean, you know, I I personally I don't like that. I I played with GMs. I do play with GMs who do that, and I just sort of grit my teeth and go go with it because they they like to perpetuate the myth of the player versus the game master, and I really don't like. I never liked adversarial role playing. Even though people say, oh, it goes back to the beginning of role-playing and stuff. No, it doesn't have to. I mean, come on. You're both, you're, you're all playing the, when it comes down to it, you're all playing the same game. Only one guy is the guy who has to be the arbit- the judge, arbiter, referee, GM. What do you want to call it? Okay, he's got a role to play. The players have a role to play. And it's the players versus the campaign, not the players versus the game master. So you got to remember that. So just play your villains only as smart as they can. If you want, and if you want to stretch yourself out and come up with ten contingencies that the villain will do if the players do it, don't be surprised if they pick number eleven and do it. But if you are surprised, just go with it and let the villain take his lumps. Next, if he survives, next time he will do better. You hope. Some of them never learn. So that's my bit of wisdom today. I'm going to go start my day. So uh, if you want to talk to me about this or anything, gmail.com or drop me an email, uh, voicemail over at uh, Anchor. And we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help, this, help me put on this program, and I would thank you. And once again, thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel. You guys are great. Don't forget Mark Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So until I talk to you folks next time or see you or whenever, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? 
comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.